Hello and welcome to Flotsam, a role-playing series about rats surviving in a mysterious sinking city. I'm Ian Thomas, I'll be running the game, and I'm joined by three reprobates who'll be playing their brand new characters. Let's have some introductions. Let's start with Jay. Hello, I am reprobate uh, Jay Britton, um, sat down in the southwest of the country. I am a voice actor by trade and a tabletopper slash board gamer by night. Over to Amelia. Hi, I'm Amelia Tyler. I am a voice actor and a general geeky type person. And finally, Chris. Hi, I'm Chris Payne. I'm a veteran game developer turned indie and I'm up in Cheshire. This is a brand new setting straight out of my head, and I look forward to discovering it alongside the players. The rule system is extremely simple, so it won't get in the way. We'll pick it up as we go along. We're all recording remotely from home, and this is our first attempt at a long play podcast, so please forgive a few audio quality issues, and we will get the hang of it. I guess we better get started. Episode 1, Rust and Bones. It's dark. Jay... You can hear metal. Metal rattling. It starts off as a a kind of squealing noise, and then this rhythmic rattle starts rolling along, and it gets harsher and harsher, sort of screeching. And it reminds you of something you've heard before. Um, Metal on metal grinding, rattling, rushing, just a sensation of speed, a sensation of something really, really heavy rushing past you. And you wake up. The noise is echoing in your head. It's, it's not here. It's a sort of memory of a noise. In fact, you're not quite sure where here is. It's dark. There's a creaking noise, a sort of rusty creaking noise and a rusty smell come to that a kind of oily rusty smell and water dank water it isn't completely dark there's a little bit of blue white light in the background and something's odd you feel kind of I don't know dirty like you're lying in a puddle of something foul and there's a over the rust there's a pretty sharp kind of mouldy smell Something is really wrong. You just ache. Your muscles ache. Something's peculiar. And you uncurl your your, your hands and oh, maybe stretch and have a bit of a look around. Okay, so um, I come to my senses slowly out of this dream, um, these weird, this weird fever dream that's so close to a memory, and I stretch every muscle and sinew out, uncurling my tail to its full length as I look down and see what on earth it is I've been lying in. Um, My fur is ever so slightly wet, um, the makeshift rags I've got on me slightly damp. I do my best to shake myself off, um, rippling from my head to the tip of my tail, stretching all the way to full height, and I stare around and take in my surroundings trying to figure out exactly what kind of place I'm in. The rags actually are just kind of loose cloth, which you must have been lying under. They sort of drift off you. Yeah, shaking and, and, and looking around. There's something really wrong with this place, and it's mostly that the floor is at the wrong angle. Uh, it's, it's at an angle of sort of 10, 20 degrees, so everything just feels a bit strange. And you realise that this metal floor that you're on is rocking very faintly, really slowly, and as it does so, there's a, a kind of metallic creak. 
you've been lying in a pile of rubbish, uh, actually debris. So it looks like something has, has smashed this area around here. You've got bits of wood and, and metal lying here. It looks like they were maybe large chunks of wood that formed a, a wall here or something like that. Something has come through here and crushed it all up. It's like that you're inside a big metal box that had all sorts of things in it, maybe even furniture, but massive outsized furniture, and it's all now a rubbish heap. Okay. Can I see any clear, defined entrance or exit? Well, the, the light that you saw from the background looks like it's coming from the other end of the what looks like quite long room that you're, you're standing in. Because of the angles of the floor, it's at the high end from what you are, so it's almost climbing to head up in that direction. Okay. Um, in which case, I'm going to shake myself off one last time, get my body ready and used to the surroundings, and then I'm going to try and start making my way across the floor towards the light. It's slippery. There's rust flaking away under your feet as you go, and you're sort of coming up out of a pool of water. Maybe it was the water that that woke you up. And you find yourself using your paws, your front paws, to sort of steady yourself as you go up. But it's it's relatively easy to do, and it it takes only a few steps really before your um, muscles and joints start moving properly. You're really aching, kind of arthritic kind of aching, but it's, it's working off as you go. And as you are clambering along the, the floor, kind of getting used to the motion, and as I said, the floor under you is is creaking and moving, and you think you can hear water. And it's cold, actually. Uh, it really is cold. You can tell we're getting somewhere warm. But as you're heading up in that direction, you see the, where the light is coming from. It's a crack around what looks like a, a heavy metal door, really big metal door, probably three times your height. It's definitely a door. It's partially open. You can see blue-white light coming from around it okay is the door open enough for me to get through uh it's certainly enough for you to to hook your paws around it and and pull yes okay Uh, but it's not it's not completely open to run through as you're moving close towards it you think you see a a shadow on the other side some sort of movement okay (laughs) now to make it interesting i could just barrel straight through and see what the shadow is but i'm gonna be sensible and can i attempt to peer underneath the door and see what might be on the other side? Uh, Not underneath. It looks like it's a metal door. It looks like it's a sort of seal door, like a bulkhead door. So you can peer around the corner of it, but you can't peer underneath. It's it's very, very close fitting. looks like it's designed to seal this compartment off. Okay, let's, let's have a peer through first. Okay. You just poke your nose around the corner. It's brighter in there. It's a sort of blue-white light. There's a blast of cold air. And, yeah, it looks like another of the sort of rooms that you're in, but this one much more open to the, the world around. In fact, there's there's ice here, and the blue-white light is coming in through a, a gigantic hole in the ceiling. Just peering around the corner there, you jump back about a foot, desperately trying to keep quiet as you realise that there is a large rat slightly bigger than you scrabbling his way forward through the room towards the other side you just catch a glimpse of him he's he's sort of golden white furred probably like you are very dank the fur all clumped up and generally looking pretty sorry for himself okay and and he's heading away okay um i keep watching him until he either stops or does he leave that room or does he stay in there 
No, it looks like he's heading over to what looks like a, a metal can, big sort of barrel-like canister that's in the middle of the room. And, yeah, I think he's trying to build a fire. Okay, in that case, uh, let's see if... I'm going to guess, am I strong enough to pull this open enough for me to get through? Well, um, yeah, I mean, your only worry <coughs> is that it might... it might uh, The hinges might scream at you when you do. Okay. I think we'll give it a go anyway. Because we can't stay in this room. Okay, fine. Um, you haul on the door. I'm afraid there's a there's a screech from the hinges. You're frozen there for a moment um, as the hinges screech, and the rat in front of you just drops the stuff he's carrying, the clatter of wood, and he turns, jumps in the air, and his hair is his fur is all on end now, and sees you, and jaw falls open, and ah. Hello? Well, hello there. I hope you don't mind me joining you. Good lord, I, I didn't know there was anybody else. He, he looks really puzzled now. I, there's something wrong with, 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 with this. Um, are you all right? You look half dead. Well, I'm as all right as I am on any other given day. What's wrong with you? Do you know where we are? I... Having a clue, some kind of metal box, clearly. You're hunting for something by the looks of it. Oh, I, I see. You, you, have you just woken up? I found myself in the room adjacent to this one, covered in water and rags. No memory of how I got here, neither. All right. Um, I think we must have been in an accident or something. Uh, come, come in. Um, I'm trying to get a fire going. It's freezing in here. It is cold. Amelia. Hello. <laughs> there is dust in your nose. Concrete dust. You're choking on it. You've been choking on it for, for some time, just dry in your throat. Your eyes are streaming from smoke, and you can still feel the, the roar and crash of rubble as uh, everything collapsed around you. And you're, you're curled up in a, in a small pile with the dust in your mouth and nose, just desperately hoping that the noises outside stop. I'm desperately hoping that your lungs will stop burning and trying to clear them. Uh, and, and with a, a huge sort of cough, you wake up still with that horrible dusty cementy feeling in your, in your lungs to find yourself not where you thought you should be. It is cold. You're on a metal surface. Uh, there's something damp and sort of furry lying across you. You can't work out where you are. It's, it's like everything's suddenly changed. Okay, am I, am I physically free? Or do I have things on me? There's this heavy, damp fur thing on top of you. It's difficult to see what's going on. Okay, can I, can I wriggle out from under it? Yeah, you 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 pushes it and and shove and wriggle out and it collapses to the floor next to you. It's oh, it's a rat. Uh, it's a large. Oh, hang on. It's dead. Whatever it is. Uh, I'm not quite sure. I give it give it a prod. See how dead it is. Yeah, it's definitely dead. It's cold. I mean, you're cold, but this is properly uh, wet, uh. manky cold. It's it's been dead a short while. You would say. Does it have anything on it? Um, any no. No items, just rat. No. Okay. Um, I'll shake myself off, get all the dust or as much of it as I can off my fur, um, and look around and see what else I can see. 
Okay, this is a small metal room. Um, the metal is all rusted and covered in rivets. There are some quite large cupboards in here, sort of big container style cupboards. Probably some sort of cargo area, I think, because there's quite high metal shelving here with lots of spaces between it. There are a pile of turned over tin cans, large style, sort of drum style, maybe to hold cooking oil or something like that. Um, there is a pretty rancid smell in the air now I talk about cooking oil and there is a closed very large door and weirdly the uh, handle for the door it's one of these rotary sort of handles it's a big mm -hmm. wheel to open the door and it's probably two feet above your head which is irritating okay um, I'll scuttle over to the uh, did you say there were lockers like yeah they're, they're, they're big cupboards yeah okay um and see if I can find a way to get into one to see if they move. Okay, well, they're, they're open-fronted, so you okay. can clamber up on, onto mm -hmm. the shelves and, and see what you can see. Um, there's nothing in there that I can see, though. There are bits of damp paper, uh, mostly destroyed by the water. Mm -hmm. There are, again, large canisters. There are glass bottles. They're all pretty big. They're all wine bottle-sized. Mm -hmm. And there are what were probably cardboard boxes with the remains of pictures on. Uh, every, everything is very damp, very mouldy and difficult to make out. Okay, do not want. Okay, I will um, I'll climb up the, the lockers, the cupboard things, and um, get myself a good vantage point, see if I can see anything to jump to or anything that might help me find my way out. Okay, well the obvious thing is that now you're you're sitting a little bit higher. So the high shelving I was talking about on your on your left, the wall behind that has been broken. It might just be because it's really rusty and got very thin or it might have had some sort of impact from something, but it looks like if you move some of the fragments of rust there you should be able to crawl through. Okay. I'll I'll hop over there and start moving things away. You start to pull away at the rust. Through the gap there, um, you can see uh, it's darker. Here's quite light, actually, and I think it's because there's little round holes on the top of the ceiling where, where blue-white light is coming in, so you can make out pretty much what's going on in here. But through the hole where you're pulling away the rust is dark. Um, you can hear dank water moving, and in fact, now you think about it, everything's moving very slightly. Uh, you thought it was just you getting used to how you felt, but no, everything is, is very slightly swaying. And you think you can hear... Well, there's a creaking noise, sure, but some sort of movement through that hole. A, a body moving around. I don't like this. Uh, I'll poke my head ever so tentatively through to look into the, the dark area and see if I can listen and, and hear for what it is making the creaky groany noise. The creaky groany noise appears to be the structure of the the thing you're in. Once you mm -hmm. put your ear to the sort of rusted hole, you can actually feel it against your body creaking through the, the, the metal walls. But mm. the, the noise that concerns you a bit more is, is the scuttling in there. There is definitely something moving through there. Okay. And maybe a crunching noise, like a chewing noise? Oh, that's not fun. Okay. Is there anything to hand that is sharp or could I could wield as a bludgeoning weapon <laughs> yeah now you come to look at it again over by that that over large sink are some rusted but still look like they could do somebody some nasty tetanus damage knives 
They're all very big, though. They're all, um, again, they're bigger than you would ever need, as long as your forearm. Well, this is not helpful. Hmm. But I could pick it up? Yeah, for sure. So blade as long as your forearm, and then uh, it's almost like holding a sword. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll grab one of those. I'll hop over and, and see if I can heft it. Yeah, it's heavy, but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Okay. I'll grab that, head back to the hole. Um, Is this something to hand a little rock or something I could throw? Uh, Not a rock, but there is a lid of one of those cans. So you've got a metal metal disc that's maybe 50 centimetres across. Okay. I will pick that up and, poking my head through the hole... I will frisbee it as far in the opposite direction as I can. There is a clatter from the darkness, and we'll come back to you in a minute. All right, Chris. Hello. You can hear the tramp, tramp of marching feet repeatedly again. Crunch, crunch, crunch. And you have an image of this in your head. You can see the, the feet marching in front of you. You can hear... Actually, it's, there's more a clicking noise to it, but I don't know, the noise doesn't quite fit with what you're seeing. Um, there's a flickering to what you're seeing. It's like a it's, a... it's a film. It's a film image projected, and you can hear this whirring in the background. That's, that's probably the, the film projector. No, that's not right either. Um, and you open your eyes to whiteness... It is really bright. It is blue-white brightness. You are really cold. You're shivering already. And everything around you is... Just feels wrong. You're at the wrong angle. Your feet and your hands are frozen. Your skin is... Ah. Okay. There's ice here. You are somewhere in the shelter of a piece of metal that's lying over you one side but everywhere else is open sky a bitter wind and what looks like ice in large chunks icebergs oh right well I shall struggle to my feet and am I hurt? Am I okay? You am I whole? You 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 struggle, and as you do, something shifts underneath you, and the, you slide and you slither, and you find yourself falling, Uh-oh. scrabbling at the sides of the metal that you're falling down. It's slick because of the ice. Why don't you roll me a dice? And if you, <gasps> okay. And if you, I would tell you what the number was first, <laughs> but never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You need to get seven or more to be able to catch yourself. The inaugural dice roll. Yeah, unfortunately, with the two, I shall be flailing and panicking. Okay, you sliver (laughs) and you panic and you let out a short, sharp squeak and you find yourself in a pile of debris in a really tight, confined space, trapped all around you. Uh, You've got no real idea, but you can. there's only metal on either side of you now. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, that's not good. Uh, can, can I scramble up? 
No, not really. I mean, the, the 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 metal walls are slick and they're icy, and you can't get any purchase on them at all. Uh, it's really difficult to see where you can go, but it's really quite tight around you, so you can't even really turn around and and see what's down by your feet. For example, you're just sort of caught here. Oh, damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Hello, hello, anyone there? Okay. Meanwhile, Jay. Hello. <laughs> You had just exchanged a few words with the gold-furred rat um, who has just sort of said, come in. And as you move forward, you hear a clanking noise from just beyond where he is. There is another of these doors. It's slightly open, and you heard a clanking noise from the other side of it, something moving in there. Okay. Is there anything in the room I can protect myself with? This room, uh, there, there is debris here. There is this uh, big metal canister that I was talking about that he's building a fire in. It looks like there are uh, metal beams and poles around. You might be able to pick up a, uh, a metal pole. It's pretty heavy, to be fair. There are chunks of wood and chunks of ice, actually. Okay, um, let's see if I can grab um, a nice piece of wood rather than metal to just to, just to arm myself potentially uh, you pick up a lump of wood which uh, it looks like it was part of uh, a railing or something a uh, very kind of large ornate railing but is, is smashed now so you've got a, a nice uh, lump with a knob on the end giggle giggle okay um, I look towards the door um, and then look towards the golden haired rat well um, he's kind of hunkered down kind of backed off and hunkered down and he's staring at the door at the moment the door is closed. There is a handle on this door. It's a big wheel-like handle, and it's higher than it needs to be. Let's try and give that handle a turn, see if I can do it by myself. You stretch up and... probably have to dump your piece of wood, unfortunately. You stretch up and reach with both hands and wrap them around one of the sides of the wheel, and mm, it doesn't want to move. Uh, why don't you roll me a dice? Difficulty oh. five... Okay, here we go. Oh, oh wow, <laughs> a zero. That's ten. <laughs> oh, yes, there we go then. <laughs> Dice rolling 101. Okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so that is a complete success. You, you can narrate to me how you open the door, if you wish. So better be good now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, right. So I summon every ounce of strength within my body, every sinew combining its power as I bend my knees towards the earth, leaping majestically into the sky, gravity, my mistress clawing at me, trying to pull me down, but no, I say, not today, gravity. And I reach every fibre surging forward as my little tiny rat claws grab onto the wheel of steel. I allow gravity to take me back into her sweet bosom of comfort as she pulls me back towards the earth, the weight of my body and the strength of my arms surging downward upon the wheel to a slight as it slowly turns. What even are you? How's that? Is that that right? No door has been so thoroughly (laughs) opened. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, We'll have to redo that. Uh, (laughs) It's all right. I've got it locally. It's fine. No, no. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Excellent. Okay, there is a little squeak as the door opens into a dark room. Somewhere else, Amelia, looking into the darkness, there is a response to you throwing that thing into the darkness, the, the clanking noise, and then after a short period of time, there is a small squeak of metal and a line of light appears on the opposite side of the room. Something scuttles away in the middle of the room in response. Okay, I grab my rusty knife and I squeeze myself ever so quietly through the hole and start making my way towards the little crack of light. Are you going to try and cross this room without drawing the attention of anything that might be Yes, absolutely. Silence. Okay, that's... Sounds like a sounds like a difficult thing to do. Um, that's a, a difficulty eight. Uh, but I I am a survivalist. Uh, what's the trait exactly? Uh, what what is the trait? Uh, has weathered many a storm. You don't weather many a storm by not being able to be quiet when there's danger around. Okay, I'll I'll give you a, a plus two on your roll. Yes. Okay. Come on. Please die. Don't hurt me. Oh, it's a nine. It's a nine. Uh, is that Ooh, nine yeah. including the two? No, it's a natural nine. Okay, um, that's 11. You should narrate this, I think. Okay, as as I carefully grab my knife and squeeze my little body through the hole and slowly, ever so slowly and quietly creep across the room with 11 worth <laughs> of silence, which is really damn quiet... Uh, I slowly creep towards the chink of light, holding the knife sword out in front of me. Okay, fantastic. Well, it's so quiet that I'll let you see something in the light as you cross. What you see is something furry, uh, rat-like, in the middle of that room, gnawing on something, it looks like. Hunkered down on the ground, gnawing at something. It's not as big as you. It's probably three-quarters your size. But, you know, you're tiptoeing to the other side of the room. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, back at the door... Ah, OK. You've just opened the door, and what are you going to do? Are you going to go through it? OK, I'm going to... Are you going to pick up your piece of wood? I will, yes. I'm going to deftly land after my epic door opening, um, get wood, <laughs> and turn back to the golden head rat, and just with a little wink, just say, y'all stay here. Um, and then I'm going to peer through the door first before I blast straight in. Amelia, something is opening the door and peering through. Ooh. You think it's another rat. It's upright on its back limbs and it's carrying something in its hands. Okay, can I creep sideways so that I'm, I've am i got my back against the wall that that door is coming off, if that makes sense? You can flatten yourself against a wall so it's harder for, for whoever it is to see. Yes, I will do that. I will stay backed against that wall and hunker myself down as much as possible. Okay. If there's any way I can make myself look like rubbish, I'll do that. You pull a, a little bit of material over your rotting material and hunker down and given your excellent role of earlier I'm going to, to let you get away with that. Yes! Uh, and mean, meantime Jay, you push the door open and take a couple of steps in to let your eyes adjust to the light and there is a scene of debris in here again, um, everything's fallen down there are sheets of metal pieces of wood, rather oversized furniture, you can see movement to your left, it looks like there is a smallish rat gnawing on something there. Okay, so I'm just going to 
break for a second to ask a logistics question. Mm-hmm. Um, so on something like this, where like I want my character to take a look around the room, would a memory come into play here where I want to have a memory of where um, I might have you know, hunted... I've got a memory of hunting things with somebody... Um, and therefore that might affect perception. Was it not quite working? Like I mean, that? if you want to be particularly sharp-eyed or something. Yeah, like that. exactly. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, I feel like my character probably has a history of, you know, not being bad at hunting things. Um, so in this situation where I'm trying to figure out exactly yeah. what's there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. We can absolutely do that. Although it's worth bearing in mind that if you do that, your character will be frozen for a moment or two, being hit by waves of memory. Okay. Um, which might mean somebody else could do something to you at that point. But you know, you take the the rough with the smooth. Okay, in which case, now that you've let me know I might be frozen, I'm not going to do that. But that was a plea of logistics, I'm not cheating. Um, So, I stand inside the room for a second, letting my eyes adjust, gripping... There is no right way to say this. Gripping my wood (laughs) tightly uh, in my my right front claw, um, and kind of hunkering down into... In, on my hind legs um, in sort of preparation for anything that might happen. I glance over to the sound of the gnawing uh, and see just a small, to me, insignificant creature who's not really, I'm not really bothered about. Um, and I'm going to take a couple more steps further into the room before I shout, Anybody in here? Amelia, you hear that voice. That's nice. <laughs> I'm just staying quiet. You don't survive if you respond to everybody going, is there anyone in here? Silence for a moment, and then suddenly there is a scrabbling and a clattering and a shrieking from somewhere beyond the gnawing figure, somewhere in that far wall. And the gnawing figure kind of looks up and round, head up, and you can see its eyes glint red, and it slinks off into the darkness at speed, disappearing into you don't know where. And then you you hear a shriek. Chris, what's the shriek? Help! I'm stuck in here! Uh, There's a metallic echo to that voice. Jay, it's coming from beyond where that creature was gnawing, so in the opposite wall from the door you've just come in. There's metallic noise, something scrabbling in the wall, but also shouting, help. Okay. Anybody? I can't get out! So I'm going to head towards these sounds, um, towards the wall, um, all the while keeping uh, uh, half an eye on the rest of the room, um, not being entirely s- certain that I'm alone in here. Uh, and I'm going to start scanning over the wall to see if I can see any gaps or vents or access to the other side. Yeah, it looks like there's some sort of chute uh, or escape route or something here. There's uh, a set of those butterfly-type screws um, screwed onto a panel on the wall. They're uh, way too big, again, and they look really rusted, but it looks like that's a panel that could be removed. So I'm going to shout out to the voice. Can y'all hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Where are you? All right, just stay calm, calm down. Can you see a vent anywhere where you are? I I can just about see a square of light above. All right, you stay put. I'm going to try and get to you. I can't even move. Please be quick. All right, keep your knickers on. So I'm then going to uh, fiddle with these butterfly screws, one of the screws, to see if I can get it to budge at all. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, They are rusted shut. You could try and exert all your strength, or you could hit it with a bit of wood. I mean, what do you want to do? Okay, I'm going to attempt to hit it uh, with my wood. Okay, it shouldn't be too tricky to do, but again, for the sake of us getting the system going, roll us a dice. Difficulty four. Okay... Ooh, five. 
narrate what happens. I won't. I won't be as quite, you know, indulgent as the first time. Um, so I'm going to raise my plank of wood. It wasn't a great success, so I'm going to hit the edge of this butterfly clip and just get it to turn ever so slightly, just enough to snap the rust holding it together off. There is a loud smashing noise from next to your midriff, Chris. Oh! You could have warned me! Well, do you want rescuing or not? Yes, yes, yes! All right, well, let me do what I do. No, please, carry on! Okay, so I'm going to um, smash the, the rust off of those butterfly clips and slowly uh, unscrew them all. I'm guessing the whole panel comes off. Yep, yep, pulls uh, forward. There's a, one rattling, on each corner. there's a rattling for you, Chris, sort of again around your midriff, and uh, you feel slightly less constricted. Oh, yeah, where's, can, I, can I feel the edge of the gap? Yep, yep. Wriggle my, wriggle my way through it. Okay, you wriggle your way out onto a trash heap. Oh, thank God. Oh, that's better. Oh, thank you. How the hell did you get yourself in there? I fell in. It's freezing cold up there. Actually, it's not a lot better down here. Excuse me. Comes from the door you just came through. I'm going to guess it's my gold-haired friend. It is. Is everything all right? Oh, it's fine. Thank you so much for your help. Right. There's no problem, then? No, not at all. Just this somewhat moronic rat getting himself stuck down the chute. Hey! Oh, another one. All right, I'll, I'll get the fire going. I'm right here. I know, I know, and ain't you pretty. Now, you're welcome to come join me and my new friend next door. He's trying to whoop up some food and fire, I think. Oh, oh that sounds good. Yeah. Meanwhile, there is somebody else in the room. Uh, Amelia, are you just listening to all this? My ears prick up at the sound of the word fire. Okay. Because that sounds really nice. I'm guessing the other two of you are heading back through the... Uh, the door, is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah, I will do. Just sort of giving one last scan of the room as, as we exit. You work your way back through the door and find the golden-haired rat trying to uh, rub together some bits of wood in, in a large barrel uh, to get the fire going. Yeah, and you can probably see yourselves clearly now if you want to give a more full description. I'm dark-furred, small, uh, very animated hands, very kind of fidgety don't stop moving out. I shall fuss around uh, the gold-haired rat and, and try to help out with gathering firewood and look for anything that might strike a spark. Hello? Oh, it's cold in here. Uh, I'm... Uh, I'm... T- t- I'm... I can't remember. Where are we? Yes, I rather thought... Uh, I rather thought that might be the case, says the gold-haired rat. I think we should be making fire. I think we should find some clothes. I'm freezing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds good. And now he mentions that both of you are faintly uncomfortable about the fact that you're kind of nude. Yeah. Can't <laughs> <laughs> be. Oh, my character's a naturist. It's fine. <laughs> Chris, you remember having seen as you came out across the, uh, the the pile of rubbish a smashed piece of glass, which you realise looked like it was one of those storm lantern glasses. So the rest of the lantern might be in there ah, somewhere. Yes. Okay, right. I think I might have seen a lantern. Let me go and have a look. Okay, meanwhile, they've left the room. What what are you going to do, Amelia? Uh, I'll give it a couple of seconds just to make sure nobody comes back. Uh, And now that there's more light in here, I'll have a little glance about uh, and see if I can see anything that looks like it might be warm or edible. Or both. 
Yeah, uh, neither. <laughs> I'm afraid you can creep out from under the. Uh, it's all awful. Yeah, you can creep out from under the, uh, the, the the bits of rag that you had gathered, but everything is damp and everything is awful. Um, there is no sign of. Oh wait, there is something. Yeah, that's <laughs> that looks like the remains of a large dead fish, half piled under some of the rubble there that has been gnawed on. Um, it is rotting. It's decaying, and whatever it was that was doing the gnawing earlier was gnawing on that. Hmm. Okay. Noted. Not go- not going to drag a large dead fish with me. Um, but I'll note that for later. And uh, take my knife. What are we calling this? Knife, sword, knife. knife. I'll take my knife with me, um, and very slowly and quietly make my way to the door that the others just went through. As you do so, it opens, and a small rat is standing in the doorway. I think it's going to be really hard for you to not see each other at this point. (laughs) Uh, Let's go with uh, Amelia first, because I think her reactions are faster. Yes. And my first reaction is not to react at all and just smile at him. Hello, dear. Oh, hello. And then I'll see the knife. Uh, Oh. It's it's Uh, all right, love. It's not for uh, you. Well, that's a relief. Are you uh, trapped here too? Well, I don't know about trapped, but um, it wasn't in my to-do list for today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just uh, I thought I saw a lantern. Excuse me. All right. I'll just wander around her and see if I can see where the, this broken lantern is. Well, you can certainly see that piece of glass. It's glinting in the the light from the shaft. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you head up to that and and move a pieces a couple of pieces of wood aside, yeah, there is a uh, again oversized. Uh, looks like the bottom of the storm lantern so you've got that little bit of cage and you've got the round bit at the bottom Ooh. which might well have oil give it a shake yeah yeah, yeah. There's, there's definitely liquid in that excellent you can okay. smell the oil on it oh yes I'll, I'll brandish it at uh, uh, Amelia's <laughs> rat and uh, look I found oil Ooh. I hope it's oil smells like it well I hope it is too love come on and I slowly walk through the door towards the others just nice and calmly so as not to um, startle anybody but giving off the impression that I'm absolutely <laughs> comfortable with everything that's going on and are you brandishing the knife or is it loaded? <laughs> no just just casually holding it ready if need be okay Jay so I've uh, I've overheard the conversation at the door and watched as uh, these two rats have met each other and uh, scurried back and I turn to uh, Chris's rat as he comes in with the oil um, I thought you were going to find fire, not another tag-along for the group. Oh, I can't help it. And you are? And I sort of step forward with my, uh... I really should have gone with metal. I step forward just just holding my word in preparation in case, because I've spotted the, uh, the knife uh, sort of loose at her side. Well, I say her. I don't know yet. Um, and uh, sort of step over towards her. Cold. Are we going to get this fire going? I didn't realise you were invited, madam. Oh, do we need a formal invitation? <laughs> I didn't know mm. I was around royalty. Well, I wouldn't go as far as royalty, but I like you. You can stay. You're making this far too easy. I don't think anybody's going to stay if I can't get this fire going. Is anybody any good at this sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, let's have a, let's have a look. We've got some steel. Anybody seen any stone around? Nothing so far. Oh, let's see... 
Any any really rough metal surfaces? Oh yes, you can use the knife if you want to. That might work. I'll see if I can uh, find find a couple of bits of metal, maybe the knife that that I can rub together and try and get a spark off them. Let's have a roll for that. Yeah, probably a five for that. Okay. Uh, I've got a five. <laughs> okay, perfect. It takes you a bit of work, but uh, but yep. describe how things go from there on. Oh, I, I shall I run around the room trying, like, with the knife, scraping it on different things until I find something that, that looks like it might actually get a bit of a spark and then sort of, like, run back to the to the barrel, put a bit of oil in, put a bit, gather a few fragments of dryish rag, put those in as well, and then start striking a spark off uh, off this knife and uh, until I finally get something to catch and then uh, blow on it, nurture it until it catches some wood. <coughs> As long as it's not mine, it's fine. It's going to be like this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, immediately when the, the flames lick up, everybody takes a couple of steps towards the fire, even though it's not giving out much warmth yet. It, it's comforting in loads of ways. Uh, as I said, this room has quite a large hole in the roof above you, but you're still quite sheltered. It's that bright white-blue light um, coming in from up there, and you can hear the wind around outside. You're all immediately remembering quite how cold you are. Yeah. Oh, here's your knife bang. Thank you. Thanks very much, love. Well done. And I push past all of them straight towards the fire and set myself up in the most comfortable looking spot. <laughs> all right, you pull, pull a piece of uh, piece of debris up, a bit of wood um, to, to make a, a seat, uh, and you, you sit warming your paws next to the fire. Oh, that's better. I'm stood off just to one side, still holding on to my uh, wood, um, almost just sort of twirling it over in my in my claw as I just sit watching the group. And now in the, in the fire, um, we can see that uh, my rat is he's big. He doesn't look like he'd be slow. He's lean, um, but he's, there's clearly a bit of strength to him. But his fur is a very uh, mottled grey and black colour um, that looks like it's not been particularly well looked after or had a particularly luxurious existence and facially quite squinty small eyes even for a, a rat creature and that's me. My rat is obviously quite old, not small but uh, quite wiry and uh, her fur is greying uh, and matted and you can see just occasionally when the fire licks a little brighter um, scars crisscrossing taking out parts of her fur all over her body just tiny little nicks here and there Chris have you got anything to add to your earlier? Uh, not a lot in the firelight you can uh, see that uh, my eyes are darting around taking in the room constantly looking somewhere somewhere new and moving around and the gold furred rat or matted brown fur at the moment yeah he, he's been keeping himself back from the rest of you he keeps himself quite tall he's fairly slender anyway uh, and he's making no sort of offensive motions of any sort he's very much keeping himself to himself but you are aware every so often when he thinks you're not looking he's studying each of you in, in, in quite some depth okay so <clears throat> I'm going to uh, take a little look around the group and cast a weather eye over this golden-ish head rat. And just just when the opportunity arises, catch his eye, and I will say, So, 
What's your story? Story? I think it's very much like the rest of you, if I... Unless I miss my guess. You woke up here, yes? In the, in the dark, in the cold. Uh, and uh, in the beginning to be hungry. You don't really remember what you were doing before. Is that a fair summation? That's pretty accurate. I think... I think you can call me Gentry. No! Well, it's a pleasure to meet Sorry. you, Gentry. You can call me Vern. Vern. I just laugh at the use of the word gentry <laughs> and and firmly decide never to call him that. I'm t, t, t. I still can't remember. That's strange. I'll tell that. you, why don't we call you, hmm, Reg. Don't ask me why, I just like Reg. And you can change it when y'all remember your name. Yeah, okay. It'll do for now. Yeah, it will, Reg. Well, I woke up up top and fell down here, absolutely freezing up there. Massive blocks of ice and stuff. Bitter wind. Ooh, sounds like we're better off down here, then. Well, temporarily. Doesn't seem too structurally sound, though, does it? Listen to that creaking. You get used to things creaking after a while. I think we must be on a boat. Yeah, these doors look like they're designed to seal. Interesting. Sorry, ship. That's right, isn't it? Ship, yes. Large boat. Um, we seem to have warmth, but, well, getting out of here is going to be a thing. Um, but also, of course, uh, food is going to become important quite soon. Well, there's a fish through there if you want it. Really? Mm, my favourite. Yes. Uh, so, some of you strong chaps could drag it over here by the fire. We could all have a peck. Why do I feel like that means me? Well, if the shoe fits, love. In which case, I'm going to kind of push myself off the wall I'm leaning against with a sigh um, and head towards back towards the room with said gutted, horrid fish guts the head thing. Okay, as you do, as you start towards the door, uh, you hear a scream from somewhere in that direction. And you hear a, a high-pitched scream. And then, no, no, help me, help me! Ah, get away, get away! Well, that's not quite the uh, dinner music we were expecting. Did you leave it? somebody behind in there, Reg? No, no, nothing to do with me. I was stuck in the wall, remember? Better help them, though, haven't we? Hmm. The screaming's still carrying on. There's the scrabbling and clanking, and it sounds like maybe things being thrown, and there's definitely somebody having a panic and telling something to, to stay back from him. Or her. Oh, for God's sake. I reach and grab a little claw full of fish. I haul myself up, take one last little enjoyment of the fire and start looking for the source of the sound. I'll follow Moving in that direction with my knife. I think Vern is probably in the lead because he'd stood up to head in that direction anyway. And it sounds like it's coming from the far side of that room, the the one with the fish and the lantern, from beyond that through a door on the other side. Okay, so I will step into the room again. Um, Still got my wood and have a quick scan around to see if I can see anything straight off in that room. No, it sounds like it's coming from the room beyond. Okay. Uh, In which case, can I see clear from my side of the room to the other side? There's a bit of light coming from that open shaft. Um, You can see the far wall. Um, You can see that there's a hole in the middle of the wall. There's a bit of light coming through that rusted kind of flaking. Okay. And the screaming's still going on? Yeah, screaming, clattering. So I'm going to stride across the room. Um... 
with my wood to the other side to the flaky hole, followed by whoever seems to want to help me or not. Yes, I'm I'm toddling along after him, but quite happy to let him go first. I'm peering out from behind the bigger armed rat. Okay, you're aware, Reg, that the uh, the gold rat is following you as well, but at a distance. The shrieking is carrying on, and then there is a a wail and a clatter and a sort of crunching noise and uh, a scrabbling, and the voice gets further distant from you. Well, it sounds like somebody's fallen. Okay, how dark is it through this uh, through this flaky hole in the wall? Uh, the, there's a bit of light through there, actually, sort of blue white blue white light. Not very bright, um, but there's a bit of light. Um, Amelia, that's where you came from. Mm-hmm. Ian, while they're investigating this uh, room, I'm going to have a quick scout around and see if there's... Is there any rope or something in this room full of debris? Uh, yeah, you can find a bit of rope. Um, it's uh, way too thick and it's very heavy, um, but you can find a, a, an old bit of rotting rope. OK, right, I shall right, try and gather some of that up and heave it over towards the door. I think we're going to need it. Right, you're approaching the flaking hole, folks. What are you doing? <laughs> so I approach the flaking hole with... Uh, well, the elderly rat behind me, who uh, I'm going to turn to and give this opportunity simply to say, now before we head into trouble, it's probably polite for a gentleman to know the lady's name. Well, haven't you got an interesting turn of phrase to get what you want? Some have said that. <laughs> oh, I'll let you have it. My name's well, Enid. Pleasure's mine, Enid. Now we can get into trouble. Absolutely. So now... Now we're introduced, I'm going to kind of put one of my sort of rat claws up against the wall to sort of brace myself against as I peer through, just sort of poking my head through um, with, with, with my wood kind of up, ready to, to strike or protect in case. There's nothing obvious to, to worry about. Uh, just looking at the hole, you can see a rusting metal surfaces. It looks like you had to climb up through the hole onto a top of a rusting metal surface. There's a bit of light in there from um, some holes in the roof above, but you can hear wailing. It sounds like it's below you now. There's splashing as well. Hmm. I'll attempt to pull myself up onto the, uh, the higher platform to get a good look at the room. Okay, uh, and you do so, and you're in what, what looks to you like a an oversized storeroom or kitchen or something. Um, everything's too big, but where there was a grating on the floor, it's it's rusted away, uh, and there is now a hole beneath you. Bits of broken metal around it. The the shrieking is coming from down that hole. Okay, and is it completely dark down the grate, through the grate? Well, the grate, the grate is smashed apart now. Just the, the rust must have gone through um, when somebody was running around in this room. So you can see straight down. But it does go into darkness. But there's a, a slight yellowish glow down there, like fire. Okay. I just think if it's worth, worth getting a torch of our own to drop down there now that we've got fire, if we send... Mm. Um, or ask Reg to go and get a, get a torch, or even this little golden rat boy make him useful... I'm going to shout, uh, shout down the down the hole. Hello. Are, are you climbing down onto the floor of the kitchen to look uh, down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the, if the kitchen seems safe, then yeah. Yeah, yeah. As you climb onto the floor, uh, yeah, <laughs> there is a the, there's the shrieking coming from the hole. Please, it's now turned into a kind of sobbing, and you do hear scuttling somewhere on your level, not in this room. But somewhere behind the walls, there's something moving. Uh, but yeah, peering down the hole, 
as your eyes get a little bit used to the light, it looks like there's another level of some sort down there. There is water at the bottom of that, sloshing about. There is a, a small figure um, who looks like he's got caught somehow on a protruding bit of metal as he fell, and so is suspended in mid-air below you. And there is a, a, a yellowish glowing light uh, you can't quite see where it's coming from. Coming from somewhere in the room below, but you can't see enough of the room to figure it and out. Is, is the is the dangling rat where the source yes, of the screen? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Whimpering and 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 crying. Have we got enough rope to reach the rat? Yeah, I was just going to eyeball my rope and see if there's enough to get down there. Just about, you think? Yes, but it's 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 a heavy piece of rope, so it's going to take a couple of you to, yeah. to hold on to it. I. I think this is too it's too bulky to tie it round something I, and I'm not strong enough to hold the end. Vern, can you help? Well, as soon as you ask so nicely, and I'm going to take the rope um, uh, and, and take, take the weight of it. I'll feed the other end down into the hole. Hello? Can you get hold of this? Oh, it hurts. You'll be all right, love. I'll just shout down. Does, does he seem injured? Yes, he, you would say uh, he sounds injured uh, and he's going on about how it hurts. Well, as long as he's still conscious. You'll be all right, love. Just keep yourself calm. How close is he to the floor of the bottom that we can see? Is he a long distance from the floor? Uh, looks probably about five feet off the floor below. But it's difficult to know about the floor because when it's not floor, it's water. So you don't know how deep that water might be. Mm. Well, I'm not going down there to see if we can lift them off, then. (laughs) I'm not drowning as a rat. Try and grab the rope! He flails out as the rope comes near him and grabs that and kind of sobs. So he's now got one one foot and one arm wrapped around the rope. Okay, right. Do we reckon we can pull him up? I grab onto it as well. Okay. We're going to try and pull you up. Hold on. You pull on the rope. I'll make a feeble effort. (laughs) You pull on the rope, um, he's quite light, but he does give a horrific scream as you pull and you hear a, a, a tearing of flesh. Ooh. Whoops. <laughs> uh, and you are lifting him up and he is kind of lolling and, and uh, whimpering. When you actually drag him up onto the, the kitchen floor, he is hugging the rope as tightly as he possibly can, but he's a bit out of it, honestly. He's kind of crying and sobbing, mm. and that's because he has a huge gash down the fur on his back. It looks like he got caught on that when he fell, and pulling him off with the rope really hurt. Ooh. I look around for any pieces of rags and water on this plenty level. of water. It's rather rancid water, but there is plenty of water. Actually, it's quite salty, so that yeah. might be useful. Good stuff. Um, but uh, there aren't really any clean, dry pieces of cloth. Uh, <laughs> oh, forgive me, Jay. Oh, good. Uh, uh, Vern, could I borrow that for a minute and point to your bit of wood? <clears throat> well, all right, but I want this back. Oh, don't worry, love, you'll get it. And hold it out to the new rat and sort of tap him on the face very gently and go, Sweetheart, can you hear me? You're tapping him with the wood, are you? No, 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 with just with my hand, very gently. Oh, with my hand, sorry, I thought you were knocking <laughs> him on the head. Poking his body. With the wood. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes? All right, I'm going to need you to bite down on this. All right, love. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, oh, just... hang on. Sorry, I've just realised <laughs> might be. this might be the first use of a trait, kind of, almost, Ooh. maybe. 
I don't okay. know. We'll see how it works. Um, what I'm going to do is now that he's up, um, obviously he's incredibly panicked and we're about to inflict pain. So with my way with words, I'm thinking I want to I want to come and talk to him and calm him down and kind of get him to a state where he's less panicked um, and we can talk to him properly and kind of get him to a point where we can understand him while we're healing him. So you're going to sort of soothe him and calm him down? I'm going to soothe him, yeah, and help him understand Uh, he's 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 safe. He's pretty cut about and hurt, so um, I'm going to make that a a die roll of eight, please. But because of your way with words, I will give you a plus four. Oh, yeah! Okay. Nice. And I've rolled a four, so it'll be an eight with my plus. Now, I understand you've been through something. Well, well, it looks like it's going to be terrible. But we're going to get you through this, okay? You're safe now. Just look at my face. This nice, kindly rat over here is going to let you bite down on my wood. That's going to keep you nice and calm while we look after you. All right? You're huh? safe now. Whatever was here is gone. Yeah. Oh, all right. Oh, I really I know, hurt. I know. Shh, shh, you'll be all right. And I splash the cuts on his back with the salty water. Okay, there is a scream. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no way that your soothing words are going to stop the not being a scream, but he does uh, kind of you talk him down again pretty rapidly, Vern. Yeah, okay, you have a whimpering, still bleeding, but now salty, <laughs> um, small rat. Uh, he's shorter even than you, Reg. Ah, uh, okay. Mottled white fur, quite patchy. While the others are tending to him, I'd like to have a quick look around this. Uh, it's the kitchen, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it, it. It probably should be a kitchen, but again, everything's wrong scale-wise. Everything's uh, yeah. far too big for for you. It, it's mm. everything's out of reach and and too tall. Right. Uh, exits, other than going back to the fire. Yeah, there's a big door that leads in the same direction uh, as where you just came from, but it's uh, uh, it looks sealed up. There's one other door on the other side, again sealed up. There is a uh, hatch, uh, looks like it is uh, sealed shut again. Might have been the sort of thing that you'd open up to pass food through. Does it look like there's any food in here? There's old cardboard boxes and there are old mm. uh, largish cans. Cans. Um, there are cans might be good. They might still be good. Okay. While the other two are dealing with the uh, the smaller rat, you clamber up on the shelf and tap on the can. Um, well, there's something in it. Yeah, it's going to be hard to tell, isn't it? There's no labels that are still visible. Mm. Well, there are the remains of labels, but most of it's yeah. uh, worn off. There's little bits of colour left. Uh, okay. Well, we're hungry now. Um, uh, if I can find a, another knife or something nearby. Yeah, well, there's... There are knives yeah. nearby, same sort of description as before. Yeah, yeah. They're too big, uh, mini- miniature swords, really. Yeah, okay, well, I'll grab hold of one and see if I can kind of like position it on the edge and pop a little hole in the top. Okay, I think I'll let you do that with a minimum of fuss. Um, you managed to, to, to pop a small hole in the top. Okay. Um, you can smell pilchards. That would do. Mm. That'd be great. Okay, uh, well, that'll do. In that case, I found some food! It's certainly more wholesome than the rotting fish mm. that you found in the other room. Oh, well done, love. Now all we've got to do is we've just got to get this and him back through there. Right, well, I think we need to patch him up first. Give me a minute. And I sort of scamper up back into the room that I first saw them in, where I covered myself in those rags. And I bring the rags back down to the injured rat. 
Uh, and I use those to to bind up his his wounds. As um, he is going to be in a lot of pain for a while, you would guess. Um, it's going to be difficult to carry him through without it hurting, but um, you can make the best attempt you you can. So is that the plan? Get him back to the I fire. I think that's the best idea. Yeah. Am I strong enough to to sort of lift him and and fireman carry him uh, as rats do uh, from the little rat fire brigade uh, back to the fire? Yeah, I think between you, you can manage to do that. All right, let's cut to back at the fire um, where you've laid the smaller rat down on uh, an as comfortable a space as you can and uh, you have the tin of pilchards. Uh, you might even be heating the tin of pilchards. Why not? Oh, you've got some, that's some a fire good fire. idea, yeah. <laughs> Luxury. <laughs> Luxury. Um, and it looks like it's starting to get slightly darker uh, above you. Oh, the dark, that's, it's going to get even colder. Oh. Have we got enough fuel to keep the fire going all night? I don't know. Let me just get out my idiot's guide to to the use of lamps. We've got no instructions for. Well, let's have a look. Well, there are bits of there are bits of wood around, but a lot of them are a bit damp. Yeah. Well, we can. Well, that's fixable. We can stack them next to the fire to start to dry them I out. I think we need to be honest here. We ain't getting out of here tonight, so we're gonna have to hunker down and. Ooh, I don't know. Maybe cuddle up to keep warm. But we ain't going nowhere till morning. Yeah, I think you're probably right. God, they're very forward, aren't they? I'm not at all sure that our young friend here is going to go anywhere for quite some while. I think we need to try and fetch help somehow. Well, we're not going to get far on an icy wrecked ship in the dark. We'd better make the best of it for tonight and then uh, head out in the morning. Mm. Get some food down us. Mm. Gonna need the energy. Mm-mm, pilchards. That's how you'll spend the next few hours is heating and eating some pilchards looking after the wounded rat making yourselves as comfortable as you can going a few little scavenger missions to see if you can find something cloth that you could dry out by the fire to give you a bit more warmth that sort of thing generally make the best of it is there anything you particularly want to say about that or should we skip forward just that I'll have made sure that I keep as many of the rags pieces as possible sure get them all dried out and figure out some way to uh, keep them as dry as possible. And I'm going to do two things over the course of the night. I'll either either get my wood back or just sort of scurry around the rooms that we know of for a similar or you know better thumping object. And I'm going to keep an, a weather eye on our um, golden-haired little fellow because I don't trust him. By weather eye, are you going to set a watch on him all night? or what's the uh, I'll keep an eye on him while I'm awake. I don't distrust him that much to stay awake. Vern likes his sleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, it's fair that uh, that you said that. Is anybody sort of staying awake to look after the wounded rat, or or are you just all trying to sleep and letting him sleep? I too? think we should probably do shifts of some sort now. Uh, well, I, I don't really know what to do if he if he does. Well, wake I'll tell you up what, then Rich, wake one of us. You up. just well, wake yeah, up one okay. of the adults. <laughs> yeah. All right. You have a little circle of light in the cold and the dark and you nurse your oil and wood fire every so often putting a little bit more oil on just to keep it going because most of the wood still isn't dry enough. And you, you find what uh, what warmth you can, which once your, your fur is dried out, um, you're actually a bit insulated, so you're warmer than you could have been. The thing that you're in, the ship, if that's what it is, creaks and moans as the water under it shifts. And one by one, you take your shifts. It is hmm, hard to tell sometime deep in the night. 
when you wake up, Reg, shivering a little bit, the fire's gone a bit low. There is nobody looking after the wounded rat. Um, He's curled up making little noises, phrases, can't quite pick them out. There is no sign of gentry. That's not right. End of episode. Please do join us for the next episode in which our rats find new friends, but something stirs in the deep. Flotsam is a game by me, Ian Thomas. Our players are Jay Britton, Amelia Tyler and Chris Payne. Editing was by Chris and Ian. Sound effects were by Ian with help from the lovely people at Freesound. And the music was composed by Ian. You can find out more about us and about the game at the website flotsam.city.